Hello! And welcome back to High and Tight on Game Time CT. I'm Scott Erickson, and we are joined, as always, by Pete. What's up, dude? What's going on, man? Um, you know, it's funny. I, I was at the Ridgefield game on Saturday, and I, a parent was, like, doing the hello to me. And I'm like, yes, people... <laughs> Yes, we're we're getting a we're getting a fan base. I was very excited. It's always fun when people actually listen to the podcast. I, I got to Norwalk, and the Norwalk coach was like, "I just listened on my way here," and, and you know, you guys are talking about us, and yeah, and everyone seems to be enjoying it. So, you know, good start last week. Um, this week, it's not going to just be me and Pete talking. Uh, we got the coach from the number one team, West Hill, Mike Ravellis, and then we're going to have uh, four players uh, on there. Uh, joining us also, um, we're going to talk baseball with them. We're going to talk places to eat in Stanford with them. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff with them. Um, and this is what we want to do all season is have coaches and hopefully a few kids on and have a little fun on this podcast. That's what it's all about, right, Pete? Yeah, absolutely. And they and they were great. We had uh, Craig Adovino, Jake Benner, uh, Micah Peterson, and Connor Sullivan uh, from West Hill. Uh, it was a good time. I mean, they're, they're, they're fun kids. Uh, they're they're very focused on the task at hand for them. Um, you know, we talk about the pressures of being the number one team at the beginning of the year, um, how much they liked being the number one team at the beginning of the year. I know Coach Ravellis was was over the moon that they were the number one team to start the he year. Did, he was being sarcastic. He was not <laughs> – no coach likes – I mean, it's like it, – it's weird because it's a nice honor, right? People are recognizing your team, like he mm-hmm. says. Um, but it's a lot of pressure. And then everyone who comes to play you is like, oh, we're playing the number one team, you know, like all, when you go on the road, the kids that are chanting overrated at you, like <laughs> you are, have the target, you know, yep. like, and if you're three or four to start the season, you really don't. Yeah. Um, and we all know that well, only one poll matters. It's the one that comes out in June, but we have these polls all year to, to measure where teams are. And I think that when you look at the teams that we have at the top of the poll, that the voters put at the top of the poll, West Hill, East Catholic, Ward, those teams that receive first place votes are all very deserving of, of yes. those votes. Yeah, and just quickly, um, the poll came out, obviously, after we did the opening podcast. Uh, we're not doing a poll this week. We're going to let a, game, a week of games be played uh, before the next poll comes out. So just quickly, West Hill's number one, East Catholic two, Ward three. Greenwich four, Fairfield Prep five, Daniel Hand six, Amity seven, Southington eight, Staples nine, and Waterford number ten. It'll change uh, throughout the year, obviously. Um, but I will say I was watching uh, the West Hill Hall game on Twitter, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I don't, I don't root for teams, but I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh god, I, you know, just win the first one, West Hill, please. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you don't want to name a number one team at the beginning of the year and have them drop their first game, but Hall gave them a run. I mean, yeah. Hall is pretty, pretty good. And, you know, the kids, um, the West Hill kids told us before we started recording that, you know, the Hall, the Hall team was pretty good. And, um, you know, I think Hall is coming down to play Staples this week as well. So uh, they might yeah, be a team. On that, the, the, the FCAC yeah. yeah, we might, we might see Hall uh, pop up in the poll. Uh, this year, which is exciting because it's always fun when there are new teams that kind of come out of nowhere. Maybe the, other thing nowhere that, but... the other thing that we could see, and this is going to take like a little time to wait, but Hall's playing these good teams now. They're going to play a really tough uh, CCC schedule. And when when Hall might pop up is maybe not in the top 10 all year, but then the state tournament starts and all of a sudden Hall's going on and run. You're like, oh yeah, Hall played West Hill really well. Hall played Staples really well. Hall went through the SEC, like CCC, like 
hey, they're an 11 seed or whatever. But when you come out of those conferences, CCC, SCAC, SEC, you're battle tested. Like, yeah. there's no way around it. There's no way around it. You play good teams, really good yeah. teams. Absolutely. Uh, you know, so we're just going to kind of review the, the weekend that was. Um, uh, you know, we got games today. We're recording on Monday. Uh, this will be out before the games were played on Monday. But, uh, you know, I got to see Ridgefield and, uh, you know, Ridgefield, Fairfield Prep, two, I think two of the best teams in the state. And uh, Ridgefield dominant. I mean, they are so good. Shocked. I was shocked that they were not voted in the top 10 at the beginning of the year. I had them at five. Um, you know, I'm really high on the FCAC this year. I think the FCAC is super talented. Um, so I voted for a lot of FCAC teams in my poll. And, you know, I'm going to try my hardest um, to keep my poll locked in because these teams are going to play each other and they are going to beat each other up. And, um, you know, I, I highly doubt we're going to see an undefeated team or a one or two loss team come out of the FCAC because of how talented that league is. But I really, yeah, shot. I, I really think Ridgefield is legit. And um, they got the twins, the uh, I'm going to try and pronounce it wrong, uh, right, but I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. The, the, the Bucci, the Bucciero twins. That's definitely wrong. Um, Could be Bucciero. Could be Bucciero. Yeah, they're good. I mean, uh, Matthew, the, uh, the shortstop brother uh, hit an absolute bomb oppo home run to start the year. Um, they got dudes, Ben, uh, Ben Chirico coming out of the bullpen. I mean, this kid, they, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, Ridgefield fans told me that they call him country. I mean, this kid, long blonde hair, big guy, just absolutely pumps. They, they got some hairstyle. They got some mullets up there. They got yeah. some flow going on that Ridgefield <laughs> team. I saw some real lettuce uh, yeah. in some of the photos, <laughs> <laughs> but they're good thing. is, Fairfield prep's good too. Yeah. Fairfield prep's um, really good. You know, prep trying to figure out their pitching. Uh, they lost a handful of arms from last year. Look, it's April. I mean, we're yep. going to see some high-scoring games, or you know, we always see it every year. Um, but you know, prep will figure it out, and they will be in the mix. Um, you know, throughout this entire season. Uh, but you you went to uh, you went to go see the defending Double uh, L champs in uh, yep. a nice Norwalk versus uh, McMahon inner city uh, matchup. I love it. I, I, they did this for years in the past. And then, you know, Steve Bucket, the coach at McMahon and, and Ryan Mitchell, the coach at Norwalk are, you know, they coach their alma maters and they want uh, this tradition to go on. So this is a non FCAC game. They have their FCAC game scheduled later in the year. This is a, a game they could have played anyone in the state. And it's important to them to play each other. All the kids from the Cal Ripken league were there, the little league. It was a really good crowd for a, you know, a baseball game, um, which, you know, we are starting to see better crowds at some of these places, but, for Saturday afternoon game, it was it was really good crowd. Um, you know, the, it, there wasn't a ton of action. The hitting always takes a little while to get going early in the season, but some good players there. Matt Claps for for McMahon, the catcher, another good catcher that we have not talked about. Uh, he hit a home run, a three run home run, uh, and and McMahon won the game. So yeah, Norwalk defending double L champs already already zero and one, and look, they're comfortable they're there. Yeah. <laughs> That's where they thrive. Um, but it's going to be tough. I mean, Norwalk lost some, some kids, and, and in this, in the FCAC, it's going to be tough for them. Um, I think that they're going to be competitive. I think, you know, the coach they're going to do a good job getting them ready, but not going to be easy. There's no, maybe one easy game each team gets, and then the rest, every other game that you play in the FCAC is difficult. Yeah. And then, you know, over in the, in the SEC, um, 
you know, we saw a couple of good ones. Hamden um, beat um, Ledyard from the ECC. Uh, yeah, Ledyard a, is a really good game. Great, great program in the ECC. Uh, good for Hamden. Uh, shout out coach Mike Dwyer getting his first win. Um, <clears throat> those, those green dragons can play and they're always going to be in the mix. Uh, North Haven, um, Bob DeMeo getting his Bob DeMeo wins again. Yeah, yeah. He wins again. North Haven is going to be good. Uh, there's a couple of kids on that team. Um, you know, Owen, um, oh, I don't want to pronounce his last name wrong as well. Uh, his, uh, Oh God, his dad's the, uh, I just want to say that we we write these names all the time, yeah. but we don't ever say them. We don't ever hear them said. So yeah, we just, go to pronounce them sometimes. We're like, uh oh. Yeah, just <laughs> ignore. Um, just ignore my pronunciations. Um, uh, but he's a heck of a player. North Haven's got dudes. They're gonna be good. Um, there was a jamboree this weekend. Actually, uh, I think it was Amity Xavier. A uh, couple of teams got together at Amity. Uh, and played the scrimmages. Amity, Southington, Berlin, and Xavier. Um, apparently, it's Amity did very well in that. I think they won every game. Um, so they're going to be in the mix. I mean, those are four great programs. That wasn't on opening day. I think I would have been there uh, to see those four teams go at it. So, uh, you know, we're getting going. And uh, we're getting you know, going. It was, it was exciting to be out there on Saturday covering games. But uh, we also know that this is just the beginning. Uh, which was kind of just exciting. starting. Yeah. Just starting. It was actually nice weather Saturday too. It wasn't even crummy. Like it was, I mean, it was, it was sunny and 50 something. It, it was, was fine. windy. Uh, it was windy. It was a little cold. I was bundled up. And of course I got sunburned. Yeah. Uh, the sun. Yeah. The sun will get you early in the season. Yeah. So welcome to April baseball. <laughs> yeah. I get that sunblock <laughs> in the car. All right. Without further ado, here's our interview with uh, West Hill coach, Mike Rebellis and his four captains. We are joined now by members of the West Hill baseball team, the number one ranked West Hill baseball team, and their coach, Mike Rebellis. Guys, welcome to High and Tight. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Uh, thank, yeah, you. thank you. Yeah, this is this is a packed house. Who do we got? We got Connor Sullivan. We got Jake Benner, Craig Adovino, Micah Peterson. Is that correct? Is that, did I pronounce that right? Mika. Mika. Oh, like the Ranger. Yeah. I don't like the Rangers, but yeah, me and we got coach. I think this is the most people we've ever had on one show, Scott. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting uh, and well-deserved. Any, anything I could do to take attention off myself so these guys are here as puns. Well, so. that's what I was telling them is that you and I were texting on Sunday, and you're like, yeah, I'll get like one or two of the guys. And then, you know, you you joined late. I had five people waiting. I'm like, who is here? Um, but very excited to have you guys on. Number one team in the state to start the year, coming off a win on Saturday. Coach, I'm going to ask you, I know our colleague Dave Stewart asked you on Saturday, how nice is it to be the number one team in the preseason? It's glorious, man. I mean, it's just uh, so easy. There, there's no added pressure. Uh, you know, no one's looking to beat you with that ranking. So it's, it's great. We're loving it. We're thriving. <laughs> uh, coach, I mean, you guys have to play an FCX schedule coming up. You're playing some good teams in the preseason. Um, what do you think about the FCAC this year from what you've seen looking around the league? That's crazy. I, I mean, that's why we, we kind of see the polls and we, we laugh at them. Um, and, and I know there's also uh, a lot of teams that have been left off that, which are laughing at that as well. The, the FCAC is relentless. Uh, and this year, 
more so than ever. Uh, there's, you know, maybe one or two easy games, uh, one. Um, and we all know that anyone can beat anyone on any day. And it just makes it really tough, but it makes it fun. I, I think we take a lot of pride in, in being a part of the league. Uh, these kids have a lot of teammates from other teams that are in it. I, I have good relationships with a lot of the other coaches. And uh, it's cool to, to be a part of, you know, arguably the best league in the state. You know, Coach, Connor. on, uh, on uh, October 14th, I just want to throw this out there. On October 14th, I tweeted that you guys should be the favorite and the preseason number one. Thanks. Peter. I heard you were not happy with that tweet. <laughs> uh, I, I would have loved like a three or four or five, just so we get the recognition that, that we deserve. Uh, but, you know, one, one is, hey, listen, it, it is what it is. Okay. So I just like, we'll I want to make, we'll try to stay there all year. Yeah. I just want to make a public apology. If I, if I put a target on the back of the players, I just want it on the record, update the log. I apologize. Accepted. Right. I just, accept? I don't want to get yelled at, you know, later in the year at a game when you're like, Oh God, Pete's here. Uh, leave it up to, if these four say apology accepted, then, then we're good with it. <laughs> and they also, these guys all also know there's only one poll that matters and that comes out in June, yeah. you know? And we, we uh, spoke hey, about that and, yeah. Uh, Connor, when you guys go through the FTAC last year, how does that help you when you hit that double L tournament and, and facing the teams you're going to face? Uh, like Coach Riv just said, the, uh, the FTAC is debatably the best conference in the state. I believe it is. I think a lot of the guys also believe it is. So, I mean, we're going Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we're battling against really good teams. And we saw even in the uh, semifinals, all four, all four teams coming from the FCAC. Uh, and it just really builds us up. I mean, we're, we're playing, you know, after a long day of school, we're playing these guys and battling. So when it comes to that state, you know, double L tournament, we're, we're ready for the competition. And I think that that held up uh, on the run we made. And, you know, we're just ready to make another run. You know, Jake, um, you know, that run you guys did make on off of what Connor said. I mean, I saw you guys against Staples towards the end of the year. And uh, that was not the team that, you know, made it to the double L finals. What changed, you know, for you guys at the end of the year to kind of kickstart that run? And then, you know, losing in a, an amazing one nothing game. I mean, obviously you guys wanted to win, but how did that fuel you guys in the offseason to get ready uh, for this year? Like in the offseason, we were like, we always like worked together and we were always like together, even like we had winter workouts together and no matter what, even after the workouts, we like went out to eat or like hung out in the parking lot or something. So we always like building that team chemistry. So this year we're coming back stronger and together. And, and just, you know, how, what changed at the end of last year? What, what kickstarted it? Was there a moment, you know, like a burning of like a baseball, not that, you know, physically burning a baseball, but, you know, like, was there like a, a moment or a meeting where you guys were like, this is not who we are. Honestly, I think it was just like the like the energy that we got from the games. Like it 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 fired us up and it got us ready to like beat these games. Because like right as the off season, or right as the postseason happened, everybody was just rattled up and fired up to win these games. And and was it coach who was firing you guys up? He's a real fiery guy, you know. Real was he dancing? Was he like getting you guys like you know pumped up? <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he likes to do his, some of his dances. <laughs> Does his, uh, <laughs> I don't know, but he, he gets us fired up. Hey, Craig, 
Uh, you have a lot of good pitchers in this team. Do you guys talk to each other? Do you feed off each other? Do you get tips from each other? Like, how, how do you guys work well together as a staff? Uh, most definitely. I think that, uh, you know, as a team, we got I – mean, we don't just have three, four guys. I mean, from the top to bottom, we're, you know, we're a solid um, pitching staff. So, I think definitely we take, you know – at least I take tips from Kip, you know, asking how you throw your changeup, how to throw a certain pitch. Um, same thing with Eric, and I think we all feed off each other. And uh, I think that's good because I feel like a lot of teams, they, some people have like conflicts between each other. But I think, you know, at least for us, like Jake was saying, we have such a good chemistry as a team. We've been playing with each other for since Little League. And uh, I think that's why we do so well, just because uh, we're so close knit. Yeah, yeah. Connor, what do you think of this staff? I mean, you, you're catching all these guys. <laughs> you're catching some good arms there. Yeah, definitely. I think I'm really lucky. Uh, all three starters, you know, Kip. Craig, Eric, obviously two D1s. Eric's amazing as well. And all these guys are really smart pitchers. They get on the mound and they know what they need to do. So it makes my job really easy. And I really like, you know, interacting with them. And then Jake comes in to close the games and he's, he's great as well. He brings that energy. So, I mean, my job's easy behind the dish. Oh, Connor, as a former catcher, who is definitely not as good as you were, you're so humble. Everyone knows pitcher success is based off the catcher. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I think Mike's a pitcher, though. <laughs> was you know I will I will take some of it, but these there guys, you know, they're they're great arms. So I mean, as much as I do to to try to help them, these these guys speak for themselves. You know, you 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 mentioned two D one arms. You guys have had a lot of D one talent on that team. You know, Mike Mika, how do you guys handle all of that? Um, not egos, but you have a lot of talented players on this team. We've seen teams in this state across multiple sports that have a lot of talent. A lot of guys going to big time colleges. How do you not look past that, but not focus on that and just focus on the task at hand? Well, I would say that for us, it's all about winning the next game. It's not about what you do in this game. It's about how we finish as a team and, and what, what we do as a team. It's not about one guy's stats or what they do in this game or the next game. It's always about the next guy up and picking each other up and winning games as a team. That's such a great coach. You know, you, you really coached them not only on the field, but their, their media answers are spot on. Uh, yesterday we all went out to dinner and we, we kind of gave them a, a, you know, how do you handle yourself? You know, you mentioned the team first, you don't talk <laughs> about yourself. Uh, we, we coached them up for this. Piece. Yeah. You know, I'm noticing that across the, uh, the state, uh, the last couple of years, I was at, I saw Ridgefield on Saturday and uh, I was talking to, uh, I don't even want to try and pronounce his last name. Uh, one of the twins, Bucciero or whatever, he had an absolute bomb. I'm like, first at bat of the season, this and this season. You know, this is what we expect from this team. I'm like, dude, you just hit a home run. Just tell me about the home run. I, I, it's a great answer, but, like, brag a little bit about yourself, please. It's just, it's just not these kids, man. Yeah. They're, uh, they're See, I, I never got interviewed when I was in high school. And I know for a fact I'd have been like, I'm awesome. I'm the best. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, look, it's April here for you, coach, and uh, there's a long road ahead. We, we talked about how talented the FCAC is. How do you, um, you know, the spring is a sprint. It is. And, but at the same time, how do you keep everyone contained to just one at a time? Like, let's not look that far ahead, yet it's going to come really quick. Yeah, I think we learned last year that looking ahead can get dangerous. Um, so we really just, you know, the, the few days of practice leading up to the games, we will talk about those opponents. Uh, we don't really try to change too much based on who we're playing. Uh, I really feel that if, if we can do what we do well, 
then, you know, you kind of control your own destiny for that game. Um, and you, 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 you know, you deal with what you can. Like today uh, we, we play Joel Barlow, who has the Scott, um, two Scott brothers. We're facing the one today. So uh, listen, it, it's like, what are you going to do? This is good baseball. It's the state of Connecticut. You try to score more runs than the other team. You try to make less mistakes and hopefully you end up on top. Yeah. I mean, oh, uh, just sorry, Scott, you know, you're, you're facing Matt Scott today. Yeah. We're facing the big dog. It'll be fun. So, these, guys are excited. <laughs> these guys are excited about it though. Yeah. I mean, yeah no big deal. No, uh, you know, he's going to Stanford. Yeah, um, got to lose. <laughs> you know, I, you look across the state here and, and you're, uh, you're a Connecticut guy. I mean, the talent level in this state, have you ever seen anything like this? I mean, look, there was a, you go back and look at the New Haven Register 07 All-State team. There are seven major league baseball players on that team, including Matt Harvey and Mike Olt and Jesse Hahn, um, Kirk uh, Casale, like a lot of good players on it. But you look, you know, Scott and I, Scott putting together the 25 to watch list must have been the hardest thing Scott has to do until we picked the All-State team. But have you ever seen baseball at this high of a level being, being played at this high of a level across the entire state? That's uh, crazy. I, I mean, I, I look to the people who are watching the games, who, who grew up in Connecticut, who played high school baseball in Connecticut. And even they say like, they don't remember kids being this big. They don't remember kids being this physical. Um, our game this weekend at Cubetta, we had a nice crowd, including some people who have grown up in Connecticut and played and, and their, their feedback was like, man, uh, I mean, this is, this is good baseball. Um, Saturday's game was as good of a high school game as, as you're going to see clean, great pitching, uh, timely hits. And right from the, the first inning and the seventh, just foot on the gas and uh, really a playoff atmosphere. And that's every game. It's every game you play. You got, you guys got a pretty good fan base. Not that, not that it just seems like schools get bigger crowds for hockey, basketball, football, but you guys, I mean, I remember last year, Scott, Scott would send me a photo every, uh, every playoff game. And like you're, you guys get a pretty good crowd for a baseball game. Yeah, we do a lot of uh, shameless self-promotion in the building. So we, we do what we can to get people out. And, uh, you know, these, these kids are all great kids and they're easy to root for. And so I think uh, just brings out some excitement in the, in the building. Yeah, what's some of the stuff you guys do with the teachers in school? I see you guys posing with the teachers on game day. Um, you know, Craig or Jake, can you guys talk about that? What, what, what you guys are doing with the teachers in school? Uh, sure. So we do a teacher appreciation uh, post. So I think, I don't know if we do it every home Friday game or something like first, that. But, first uh, game of the season a, we've done. Yeah. So uh, we take a photo, and this is a tradition that we've done for, I don't know how long, since I've been here as a freshman. So we just take a picture with a, our away jersey with the teacher that, you know, we feel uh, has helped us a lot uh, throughout the year. And, uh, you know, uh, we put them on the Westall Instagram and try to you know, support them and have them support us. So who, if you want to give a shout out, if you guys want to go around, just who, who, who are the teachers that you guys pick and, uh, and why, and why do you pick them? Don't all jump uh, at once. Shout out, <laughs> shout out Mr. Magnifico, the Italian teacher. Uh, he's just been a kind of a mentor for like the last three years for me, at least. And uh, it taught me a lot. Uh, shout out to Miss Marin Holt. She's uh, a teacher in the ag program, and I've been lucky enough to have her as a teacher for, for about three years now, every year of high school. So uh, just a great teacher, and she's helped me a lot throughout my four years. Uh, shout out Miss Cahill, because I had her like all, all four years, or 
freshman year and senior year. So it's nice to have her again. So I just want to appreciate her for my help freshman year and now that back at senior. Nika. Yeah, and I want to shout out Mr. Zara at AIT. He, oh, can you hear me? I mean, yeah, yeah, we got you. Yeah, you're good. <laughs> my internet's pretty bad. Um, yeah, I want to shout out Mr. Zara at AIT. Um, I had him my freshman year and I have him again this year and he's just been one of my uh, favorite teachers teaching science. So, so, so no one, so no one picks you coach. Are they no. not allowed? Are they not allowed? Like, I mean, <laughs> no, I was trying to get listen, playing man. time. Uh, <laughs> I, I expected 19 jerseys. I got none. So, <laughs> Uh, and I, I gave mine to the principal, to the big dog, Mr. Rinaldi. Uh, we yeah. appreciate what he does for the school. And um, he comes to all the games and, and he's, a, he's a good cheerleader for us. And anything that we need in the building, he, he really tries to do his best to support us. All right. Last year, you had the Randy Macho Man Savage, Savage of the game. You had the glasses. Yeah. What, what do you got this year? Solly, where, where are you? What do you got? I was expecting to be on. This year we've got a we've got a pretty thick dog chain that we found yeah. in the dugout during our field cleanup, and we just thought, you know, that that's a good, you know, that's a good symbol of of what we stand for as a team. You know, just getting dirty. Uh, I was gonna bring it to this interview, but it does weigh like upwards of ten pounds. So I mean, that that's like a lot of hardware to be wearing on my neck in the school. So unfortunately, don't have it with me, but uh, you will be seeing it post game throughout the year. Yeah, and so, you literally uh, found it uh, while you were cleaning up the dugout? Yeah. Uh, Scott and Pete, you'll appreciate this. It's uh, We went from Macho Man Savage to the Junkyard Dog. Yes. So, uh, JYD. Yeah. <laughs> I'll and be honest. I was never I was, even a wrestling fan. I, Not huge. I was never – I went – I've never been a wrestling fan. Um, I have friends who are. I, I went to SmackDown a couple of years ago at Mohegan. Yeah, and – it was the most fun I've ever had at a, like at an event. Like it was so much fun. I mean, the fans are outrageous, uh, wild time. I got a shirt too. I felt very cool. I think the junkyard dog really exemplifies what we mean as a team. And uh, you guys have seen our field, and we, you know, we're we're rabid beasts controlling a junkyard, and uh, we're we're gonna run with that this year. And you guys take a lot. Of, I mean, I know the field can be in rough shape, but you guys take a lot of pride in fixing that up yourselves. I know you all, all you guys have put work into that. I mean, Mike, what, what do the kids do to, to help get that thing ready? Uh, we try. I, I mean, we we they rake, they drag, um, you know, anything we need. We tarp before and after every practice. Uh, we know that, you know, it, it's it's ours to take care of. And uh, the, the staff in the building is, is short staffed and as it is. So we do what we can to contribute. And you get you to know, play some games at Cubetta too, which is always nice. Uh, we love playing at Cubetta. You know, yeah. it, it's it's nice. It's the jewel of the city. It's just a great place to watch a game. Um, and I, you can uh, see the game from anywhere. I'll be honest. Before, for years, I'm not I'm not a Connecticut guy. I, I grew up on Long Island. I uh, went to college up here, stayed up here. Um, when when I started working here, it was, oh, we, Cubetta is amazing. The, every baseball game has to be played here. And I never lived in Fairfield County. I was like, oh, do I really want to drive all this way to Stanford? Because it's always traffic. Then I actually went to a game there, and I was like, oh, okay. I, I get it. I, I like it. I appreciate it. It's very cool. But I can never go because Scott's always like, oh, 
I'm going. I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks, I'm going. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> well, I if, love that if place. Scott, if Scott could figure out a way to get the uh, the concession stand in New Canaan Fields over to uh, Cubetta, we'd have a home <laughs> run there. If we true. could get your your old football concession was good when they used to make really? the burgers like right on site and hot dogs. They don't do that anymore, but they used to. Viking cheeseburgers. Okay. <laughs> See, that's how you uh, get me to games. That's how you get me. Yeah, that's how you get pizza burgers, pretzels. I'm, I'm an easy buy. Uh, it's very, very easy. All right. So speaking of that, where do you guys go to, to when you're hanging out as a team in, in town? Where do you go hang out and eat? Uh, don't forget, boys, we have we have two sponsors this year. <laughs> Nameless plug, Fusaro's Deli. I'm going there this afternoon. What do you got? <laughs> you get, we get, I'm giving we get a free, uh, free sandwiches get, after. Yeah, free sandwich. What kind and, of sandwich? What's on? We, it? And this, I'm, we I'm have a chicken details. cutlet. Yeah, we I'm have a deal with Basaro's uh, Deli where if we win at home and we hold the team to three or less runs, uh, all the varsity kids get a free sandwich. So, oh, nice. Uh, during our, our post game speech on Saturday, that was the first thing that Kyle Kipp brought up. He's like, free sandwiches? So. <laughs> I like his priorities. I love that's it. like in semi-pro. If they held, if they yeah. score 125 points, they get free corn dogs for all I the mean, fans. High school kids and free food. What what what's better than that? That's what's up. Uh, and Westover Pizza also is a big supporter of ours, and uh, great food in Stanford. And guys, I'll, I'll let you chime in a little. Sorry. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Jake Benner and the Benner family. We actually. We're able to have a uh, team, you know, pasta, huge meal on Friday night prior to our game on Saturday. So uh, shout out to the Benner family for holding us. I think that's something that's great for team chemistry. And I hope hopefully we keep that tradition up, you know, not always at the Benners, but hopefully someone <laughs> else steps up. That, that stuff you must have missed the last two years, that like the, just the getting together with your teammates and, and hanging out. I mean, how much do you appreciate being able to do that stuff again? That was, <clears throat> that was, that was a lot of fun. It was nice because like, we were all like around the table together. We were like playing poker. We were playing Wii. Like we were having fun. Like we were doing things that we did as a child, doing it together. Like, it was nice. Yeah. Does this season feel normal? Like, I mean, for you guys, is this the most normal season you guys have had since you were freshmen? I think so. Yeah. I mean, just the last two years, there's always been, you know, some kind of restraint due to COVID. And, and just starting this year uh, with the clean slate uh, and just, being able to do everything that, you know, like Jake was saying, just hanging out with the boys around the poker table, stuff like that. I think we missed out over the last two years. So it's just great to get back to that point. Yeah. And, and last year, coach, you guys, uh, you guys did the, uh, the, the baseball equipment drive and Scott and I were, were able to come. Uh, how, how important is doing that kind of stuff? You know, obviously coach, you know, he, he plans and organizes, you know, he knows how important it is, but for you guys, you know, to, to give back to, uh, you know, kids in the city where you grew up and played. I mean, you know, the Stanford Little League and and all those organizations uh, that help make you guys the players that you are today. Yeah, uh, I feel like baseball is one of those sports where a lot of the younger generation saying it's boring or, you know, it's, it's dying out. And I feel like giving back and trying to get people to, you know, play the sport giving, by giving them a glove so they, you know, have the opportunity if they can't afford it or giving them a baseball, just kind of um, it spreads – you know, a positive message to baseball and, you know, trying to get them to play. And, uh, you know, it's a good thing. Yeah, Coach, I know you've been doing a lot uh, with the youth program in Stanford in general. 
Um, have you been working with a Stanford coach with that? And, and how are you trying to build up youth baseball and why is that important for your high school programs? Yeah. I mean, without the, without the kids, it, it's, it's nothing. Uh, you know, the Stanford, all I hear about is, oh, there used to be 10 little leagues. And every time someone tells me it's more and more little leagues that there used to be, well, uh, <laughs> we're, we're down to two, uh, but it's two strong ones. And, and we have a Stanford travel program now. Um, and all of these kids have helped out working at clinics uh, all winter. They were with us. And um, to me, that's kind of, that was my goal to build that that foundation where the little kids are looking up at these dudes and thinking like, man, I want to wear that uniform and I want to play on that field. And on Saturday, uh, there were probably 20, 25 Stanford baseball hoodies in the crowd and they were chanting everyone's name and uh, they knew everyone. And that that's the goal. You know, uh, I, I, I want Stanford High to be strong as well. But uh, when push <laughs> comes to shove, I, I want these kids to to want to wear the, the purple and gold. You know, I, I grew up wanting to wear maroon and gold of Arlington High School in, in Dutchess County, New York. And I, I want that same thing here where these kids are thinking someday, like, hey, I want to I want to play on that team. I want to be a part of that. Jake, I know you've done a lot of work with those kids. I know the other guys have, too. How much would it have benefited you if you had an in-town travel program when you were 10, 11, 12 years old? I assume there was you, you played, played Little League and then went into the summer stuff, right? Yeah, I just I just did a little league and then all stars and that was it. So if I was able to like connect with like a a West Hill kid when I was younger, I'd like be looking forward to going to those games, seeing what like real baseball was rather than like just like seeing like the little the little league games. Like when you're younger, you don't really know like what true baseball is and like the heart that the kids have at West Hill versus like little league. It's completely different. So it would be it would be very nice to have like that that mentor pretty much that you can look up to. Cause I know a lot of kids, the Stanford travel team, they came up to me like during the game and was like, Oh, what's up Jake? Hey, Hey, Hey. So it's nice to like, and I say hi back. So it's like, it's nice to like, to have that interaction with them. You guys signing autographs. I wish <laughs> no, no one can, no one came up to me for, for an autograph, but I'd happily take it. My uh, my next, son my next, son got one from Montana a few years ago. Right, right yeah, got drafted. Uh, Monty yeah. and Monty and Bobby were definitely signing <laughs> autographs there, their senior year. Uh, but it was later in the season, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, guys. Uh, again, it, it is early in the year, but um, you know, what's your take so far on this group? And and you know, what what is obviously look. I, I know I was there at Palmer Field. Um, for that championship game. And that was one of the best championship games I had ever seen. Um, you know, you guys left it all out there, you know, one weird play it could have been, uh, you guys could have been up, um, you know, but you know, what did you guys take away from that? And, and how are you using that to fuel, you know, this team this year, maybe for some guys who, who didn't play on that team, who, who maybe weren't in the dugout uh, at Palmer field last year. Yeah, we were able to take the experience we gained just from the entire journey from the FCAC tournament, LL tournament, and getting cl so close, just one run away from, from winning it all. It was, we, were, we were able to understand what we needed to do on a day-to-day -day basis to get back to that point, and we're able to share that with some of the younger guys on the team who maybe didn't get that experience that we did last year and especially with us returning seven starters this year 
in the field, it, it's really helped us with the experience factor to be able to make another push. Uh, Micah, you're a, you're a hockey player too, right? Yeah. An understatement. Yeah. An understatement? <laughs> He's a really good hockey player. That's what I've heard. Uh, what, uh, what position do you uh, play? Yeah, I play defense ah. for, for hockey. Are you a, a skill guy or you like to throw the body a little bit? Uh, I'm more of a skill guy. Yeah. Not really, not really huge. So throwing the body around <laughs> isn't really my thing. I'm well, more I of a skill. Just want to say you're looking at guy. you're looking at the seventh defenseman on the 2008 Long Island Champions right here. More seventh penalty defense. minutes than ice time my senior year. Let me tell you. Um, but uh, you know how how was it? You know wh- <laughs> what do you uh, take from hockey to to baseball? Obviously, it's a it's a different crossover. You know, a lot of the hockey players play lacrosse, but what do you take from your hockey, you know, playing on yeah. a hockey team, hockey skills into baseball? Um, I would say definitely like the, the hand eye and the balance really help with hitting. And then it's like more the intangible stuff. Cause with hockey, it moves a lot faster than baseball. So you get a lot more time in baseball to think about what you're going to do next. So I'm able to slow slow the game down a little bit more. And then, I mean, in baseball and hockey are pretty different. I mean, baseball, there's a lot of parts that you do on your own. But with playing hockey, it's it's allowed me to, like, be able to use my teammates better and and work together as a team to in order to get things done and win games. Are you a actually, Rangers, yeah. Bruins fan? No, I, I like the Washington Capitals. Oh, you're the worst. Really? <laughs> yeah. Pete is a diehard Islanders fan, yeah. by the way. That's right. Uh, I remember a play last year, Mika. I don't know if you remember, but there was a pass ball and there was a play at home. And uh, Mika went in and slid Pete first and uh, clean play, but knocked the catcher a little bit. And I remember thinking like, man, that kid is not afraid of some contact at all. <laughs> uh, where most guys, you know, I was like, is he okay? But this guy got up and looked like he enjoyed it a little, uh, maybe a little too much. But <laughs> Hey, Coach, uh, with, you have these experienced guys, but obviously you have younger guys that are coming up too. How do you find that balance uh, of getting some young guys in the mix too when, when you have so much experience going back? Yeah, it, it's hard. I, I mean, the, the good thing is that these young guys look up to these dudes so much. I mean, uh, any any conversation I, I have with the younger guys, I'm always like, who on the older team, who on varsity do you respect? And they always are listing these four kids, just just the way they go about their business, uh, the way they are in the hallways, the way they are in the classroom. I mean, these are spectacular kids and they make it easy uh, to be the role models uh, in practice. We do, you know, forced hitting groups. Um, you know, the chemistry is good, but uh, just the more we can intertwine the, the last few rain days, we've done final four batting situations and mix the kids up in the college teams and uh, just stuff like that to try to mix them up, get them together, get them talking to some different people. But, uh, again, these guys understand what it means to be a team and, and be a team guy, and they happily take these younger people under their wing. All right, boys, quick. We're going to wrap up, but just quick. Uh, rapid fire questions. I'm just going to ask whoever jumps in, jumps in. All right. You guys ready? Number one song on the team pump up playlist before the game. 
Craig? <laughs> Those faces did not. I don't even know. Uh, got the I'll have their own headphones on, probably. Craig's on no, Aux. We, all we the brought time, a speaker so. for the first time uh, the other day, and I, I was on Aux, but I'm not done. I don't even remember what I was playing. It's probably something by oh. Drake. You're playing your Brett. Uh, I will tell you, yeah. whatever they play, it all sounds the same. It's sounding like a total old dad right there. I think it's the same song for 45 minutes. That's what they think of all the country songs you guys yes. play before yes, the game. That is true. <laughs> or a better answer, the uh, the post game song is "Sweet Home, Sweet Caroline." Uh, oh, every game, oh, every win, oh, yeah. yeah. We're pumping oh, in. I'm, dro- I'm dropping West Hill in my rankings. Oh. Uh, as a Yankees fan, I was not a believer in that either, but it, it worked last year. So. <laughs> Good boys. All right. Um, pre-game, pre-game meal. Go ahead, Craig. <laughs> Shotgun a bang. <laughs> He's kidding. And then, uh, no, I'm just joking. I don't know. That's just what I said on the some other interview. Uh, the Rudin uh, <laughs> Media Day. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's an energy drink. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> guys, someone's got to answer these questions. Yeah, come on, guys. These are not rapid fire. We're very focused on baseball, boys. Clearly. There you Clearly. go. There you go. Um, it, when you guys have your team dinners, do you guys watch a movie? If so, what movie are you guys watching? We just played Wii All the right. other day. So we yeah. were playing Mario Kart. Mario Kart. Mario Real Kart game. on Wii? I got a Super Nintendo, man. I, I'll show you how to play real <laughs> Mario Kart. Well, Sully was cheating using the automatic. Steering. I don't know yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah. I, I they're a little they're a little upset that my manual drift to uh, to the team we manual drift. <laughs> I threw out my arm playing Wii baseball once, so I, I I would advise against that. He's the only person got hurt playing Wii. Uh, listen, guys, <laughs> want to thank you for taking time out of your school day to come here. Coach, thanks for bringing all the kids on. My pleasure. Uh, this was really awesome. This is something yeah. we might do with more teams now because I think it was it was a little more fun than just talking to you. No offense, Coach. Yes, uh, I agree 100%. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you to the number one, the number one baseball team in the state, the West Hill Vikings. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us, and good luck today. Thank you very much, thank guys. You. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you for having us. Okay, we are back on High and Tight. Uh, West Hill kids were awesome. Mike Ravellis was awesome. Um, you could tell, I mean, I love Mike. Mike is, he's one of the best. And he, not that he doesn't love the attention, um, but I think, you know, us bringing it over the top is just, he just like <laughs> shakes his head at us in disgust. Um, but uh, they were great. I mean, uh, thank you to them for coming on and, and taking time out of their day. Uh, we know they're really busy. They have a big game coming up on Monday. Um, so it was really nice to get them on to talk. Uh, great kids. Um, you know, yeah, so they're, they're a big game. They're going to face Matt Scott uh, at Barlow, who Matt Scott is going to Stanford. He's one of the best pitchers in the state. And this is what happens in high school baseball around here. Like uh, Barlow's a pretty good team. You know, you probably wouldn't put him on the level of West Hill as a team, but you roll out Matt Scott, everything's equal now. So yeah. we'll see if West Hill can get through this. Uh, they got some tough ones the rest of the week, too. They got Hamden over the weekend. So 
this is all before they even get into their FCX schedule. Like they're playing Hall, Matt Scott, and Barlow, and then Hamden is really good. So these teams don't they they play good teams. I love that baseball does this. They're, they don't take on cup teams for the no. most part. Yeah, for the most part they don't. But it, it it's really impressive to see because you know baseball is that sport. Look, you can go undefeated. You could win. You could lose one game. You could lose two games. You know, once you get into that tournament, it's one and done, and you need to experience all different types of games how do you play from behind how do you play from a big deficit how do you play when you're up by a lot you know there's all those different things that you need to learn how to play you know you could go through you know the regular season and dominate and we've seen teams do that east catholic last year just dominated opponents but when they got into close games they were able to you know work through it come out with a win they went undefeated um, you know, I think they were the first team to complete an undefeated season since Amity uh, during their four-year championship run. And it's not easy to do. In baseball, one ball goes, one ball hits a rock and bounces up the line fair instead of foul, and you're going home a loser. Yeah. Um, so, you That's know. You Frankie Mazzucato helps because the balls just weren't in play. Yes, the balls never, <laughs> never actually just, hit. He's no. like, I'm not going to, I'm just going to swing everybody out. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's good for these teams to play the different competition and, and prepare, you know, to see what they're going to see. Because, you know, when you get to that state tournament, you're not playing your conference teams all that much. I mean, yes, there are crossover and we do see it, but, you know, you're going to go and play CCC teams. You're going to go play NVL teams. You're going to go play SEC teams and, um, and triple C teams and uh, ECC teams, and, and you need to be ready to see what these guys got. And, and uh, how your relievers respond and how yeah. your kids respond in tight spots and who can get the bunt down in the last yep. inning and, like, stuff like that. Like, that's what you learn in these games. Like, yep. Westone Hall played a game that was worthy of a state tournament, like, in, on opening day. It was very clean. Westone had to come back in the sixth inning. Like, yep. really, really well-played baseball game for April <laughs> 2nd or whatever day it was. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they came out on top, which was good for the poll. <laughs> Maintained it for a day, at least. Maintained it for a day. And that and that we're very happy about selfishly. But uh, we got a whole another slate of games and the weather's already impacting games this week. Games are getting moved from Wednesday to Tuesday. So um, got to love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. Well, it so, hailed on uh, Friday. So. It did. There was some hail around. There was some hail around over the weekend too on Saturday. Yeah. Um, always fun. Always fun with the weather in the Northeast, but hopefully we get more games in that get canceled and uh, we don't get too much of a log jam here um, with games. At least teams are on the field, you know, the fields weren't like super wet to start the season. So I know that even games got moved on Saturday though. I know St. Paul's game got moved and the field was just too wet from Friday and that happens a lot too. So Teams know how to deal with it. Teams know how to get their fields ready and, and get kids out there and, and, and playing. And St. Joe's played a home game. So if they can do it, then, then anybody can do it because that field gets pretty wet over there. Uh, and they beat the Notre Dame West Haven, I think. St. Joe's is a team that's so. No, Staples beat Notre Dame. Oh, West St. Staples beat. St. Joe's beat somebody. Um, Notre, Dame, Notre Dame Fairfield. Notre Dame Fairfield. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, St. Joe's is a team that. It's just going to fly under the radar, uh, but they're they're good. They always yeah, I just want to say that, that they're good. Um, you got anything else, Pete? No, I, I'm just excited to get back out to another game, to another practice. I, to go it was see so great. Guys. Yeah, 
it, it was really fun to be at a game on Saturday and just be around that atmosphere again. And it felt normal, like more normal than it has, you know, in, in two years. Uh, last year was definitely weird with baseball and uh, it was weird with everything, but it was, it was, baseball was not fully there. It didn't seem like, and kids were still wearing masks and you didn't know what you could do. And um, the kids really seem free and easy now and just so happy to be playing baseball. Like that could be, you know, there's always like positives that come out of terrible situations. And I think the appreciation that people have for stuff like this now is, is even greater. And I, I think that their joy is even, is even better because they had to, they know it can be taken away. In a second. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, dude. Uh, for Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next week on High and Tight. Love you all.